0: Are you thinking about starting a virtual assistant business, but struggling where to even begin? Don't worry, you are not alone. I am Kara Tannenbaum, and host of All Up In Your VA Business Podcast, where I get into the nitty gritty of growing and scaling a profitable business as a virtual assistant. If you're an ambitious virtual assistant, or one in the making, who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and helps you create a life you love, you're in the right place. Each podcast episode is filled with strategies and action steps that can easily be implemented for immediate results in your virtual assistant business. You deserve to have a business and life you're super proud of. Let's do it. Some people think networking is handing out business cards and going to lunch with business friends. Well, that may be part of it. It's not entirely the whole story. At its core, networking is about building relationships. It's about getting people to know, trust, and want to do business with you. The personal and professional connections that you forge can be leveraged to boost your business exponentially. My guest in today's episode, Jordan Garofola from Oasis VA, discusses some proven strategies to finding your next client by leveraging your personal network. Jordan is a virtual assistant and helps organize chaos for small businesses and professionals, specializing in admin and website support services. We chat about how utilizing your existing network, engaging in Clubhouse, and finding your tribe with other virtual assistants are all not just awesome tools for finding clients, but can help you greatly with running your own business. And I also want to share an exciting announcement. Early this summer, I am launching a founders group for my new digital course, Pod Squad Academy. I'm looking for a group of eager and organized VAs who want to learn all the skills you need to start and grow a profitable online business as a podcast manager. This is a beta group. And if you are interested in podcast production, hop over to my website at podsquadproducers.com slash PA founders to get all the details and join the waiting list. I look forward to seeing you there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Hello, hello, Jordan. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Hello, and thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I want to start off by taking us back a little bit. Tell us how you got started. As a virtual assistant, what was that point where you said, I am taking the leap and I'm going to do this? So the
1: the breaking point for me was mid-2020. So we're in the pandemic and I was just done um, with my current job. Um, I've moved to America from Australia and I've been here now just over two years. And it was my first job here and it wasn't really in the industry that I liked, and I just wasn't getting any enjoyment from it. And then with the pandemic, it was super stressful. And I just thought, I'm I'm done being here. I'm not happy at all. I'm stressed all the time. I'm going to make the jump. So a few months before that, I had been doing all of my research gathering and and looking into the VA business. So I was, I was slowly creeping up on the idea, but it just hit that point where I said, that's it, I'm out we're going to dive headfirst into the VA world.
0: Whoa, you are brave. And that is so admirable. Uh, okay, so I'm going to like side try. I want to unpack this for a second. Um, so you have been a virtual assistant now. Getting, you've been in the trenches. How has that been? Do you have anything that you would do over again? Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> from, <laughs> from the very start, I would have started marketing or just started networking and speaking out a lot more. I kind of wasted, I want to say the first six weeks just finding all the distracting tasks. Like, oh, I need to make sure this is perfect and make sure that is perfect. And you know, you're not going to get any clients if you're sitting there wasting time on, you know, what your website looks like when you could be reaching out to people. So that would be
0: the one thing I would do over. Well that's perfect because um, in today's episode, I want to dig in a little bit with you about the power of networking and using our existing network in order to get referrals for clients. Mm-hmm. Because there is there is so much untapped. We've got the go-tos, right, that we may turn to, but then there's some untapped places for getting some referrals. So um, I think that's a perfect segue. And let's talk about networking for a bit. So uh, when we were offline, you uh, were telling me about a particular area in which you had not considered before. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Um, yeah so when I
1: was looking into um, becoming a VA and you know looking up articles where do people get their clients from I did see in a lot of blog posts and things that I read you know, look at your existing friends and family. And I shut that down very early on because I thought everyone I know works for a company. They don't have their own businesses. No one's going to want to hire me. And I just I just closed that door, which is the wrong thing to do. <laughs> because a lot of my ex-colleagues who now I consider close friends, once I announced that, hey, everyone, I'm, I'm now a VA, help spread the word if you can... That's been the the main source of where I get clients from now. It's been um, friends or ex-colleagues and then their referrals onto their their networks that have really been where I get all my clients from now.
0: You know what's kind of funny in an ironic sort of way is that when we put ourselves out there and let family and friends, ex-colleagues know that we are there to provide a service, whether it's Cleaning up a calendar and email management, whatever our services are, social media all of a sudden people are like mm, what could she do for me mm, <laughs> and that's yep. where and that's where a client is born it kind of changes that it it sparks that light bulb in them like oh she's available to do x y and z and then like the needs of that person start surfacing like oh gosh yep. i'm overwhelmed in this area this area this area and now that i know that she is providing this I am going to, you know, it's like on the radar. So um, I agree. I think that friends and family, um, it it should be almost your first email that goes out when you decide to become a virtual assistant that says, hey, this is what I'm doing. Here is how I can solve um, your pain points, like Mm -hmm. identify what it is that you could do for them. So once you have nailed that down in the beginning, send out that email to Friends and family, and uh, your the colleagues that you used to work with in the corporate world, and it's amazing how many referrals could come from that. Um, yeah, the thing with you know ex colleagues and friends
1: and family is they're already they're not a cold contact, they're not a cold stell or anything like that. They already know you and what you're like, and so they they're already warmed up to the idea of working with you, which is a right. huge bonus. <laughs>
0: Yes. And if if they know you, they know your work ethic, they know mm-hmm. that they are comfortable to follow up with you uh, and to establish that communication that is uh, comfortable for both of you right off the bat. Yeah. There's no second guessing. It's really that that cuts out a lot of the, the anxiety. And yeah. I think when you onboard a new client, as well as taking on a, a virtual assistant I wanted to talk about networking through social media because one of the surefire ways that I have found and also my entire marketing strategy focused around networking referrals and having simple yet direct conversations was through Facebook groups. and. One of the ways that I have found to get client referrals is to go on social media where your target client is hanging out. And for me, podcast manager. So for me, there were several podcasting groups on Facebook where there was a lot of engagement and I focused on getting better at understanding the problems and the challenges that those ideal clients were you know, likely facing at the time. And not only was it great material for me when I was putting out content, um, but it was also, you know, to to kind of get in and say, okay, these are the things that they are struggling with or have questions with, need help with. And then I just literally got in there and and started helping them solve those problems mm. in small ways by engaging in the groups um, a- i answered their questions and i provided that genuine and free value um yeah. just not salesy cuz i'm not a salesy person i think it's yeah. slimy. me yeah um you you as well um uh, yeah. you were saying <laughs> um, i just wanted to help them and then it was like well who are you you know people were yeah. like oh, what do you do what is you know so i, I one thing that i learned from that is that when you show people how you can make a difference they and others will will find you and they'll pay you um, yeah that's um
1: yeah the same as you I hate feeling I hate sales I hate doing anything that's remotely salesy it's just not it's just not in me (laughs) Uh, but I love helping people um and I think you know, in terms of trying to find clients, the way you just described going about it is the best way for VAs to go about it. Um, instead of trying to pitch how you'd be helpful, just show them how and just be, when you're regular in groups like that, and they're just used to seeing you contributing and being helpful, that's building trust and they just know that you're there. Um, I, oh my gosh, I cannot remember who it was, but I was speaking to, um, another VA a while ago. And she said, you can't think of marketing as selling yourself. If you don't like sales, you got to think of it as, you know, I'm here to help out. You're just putting your hand up to say, Hey, if you need, I'm over here. No pressure, but I'm I'm just here because when everyone's, you know, clients that we have, they're, they're so busy, they're stressed and that's why they hire us. Then they're not, when you're that stressed, you're not thinking of, you know, what what help you need you're just trying to get things done and you're snowed under and they only need to see you pop up on something go oh hang on (laughs) she can help me
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember her. She's the go-to now for for X, Y, and Z. It's -hmm. so true. And it's easier to network with social media now Um, more than ever. You know, we don't have to be that salesy. What about Clubhouse? Have you jumped in Clubhouse yet? It's now all the (laughs) rage.
1: I love it. Uh, I have spoken to a few people who really don't like it. And, um, they explain to me what they don't like about it. But I love it because I feel like I I work best on actually speaking to people. Um before I, I moved to America, actually I didn't even have a LinkedIn or anything, um, you know, for work or career because I just had a very strong network where I lived. I've been there for a long time. I knew a lot of people and we just didn't use anything like that. We just caught up at networking events and it was all that first person you know, contact, but having moved, I don't, um, the country, I haven't got that that network anymore um, and then with the pandemic we just cannot right, meet face-to-face. Right. Face. So Clubhouse has been great because it feels, it, to me, it, it feels like a, even a Zoom call, you know, you get to actually speak to people rather than people getting on their soapbox and, and typing you know, a big lengthy essay on LinkedIn or something.
0: You get to have conversations. I can't believe that you referred, uh, compared it to Zoom. I was just thinking that the other day when I was on Clubhouse, that it it felt like a Zoom convo with everybody. Yeah, like a big group chat. Yes. Yeah. yeah, So another great way to, to network and also to have to to learn from each other, I think I, I love that about Clubhouse. At first, I thought yeah. that it might be too much of a distraction for me uh, because I do have shiny object syndrome, but oh, yeah. I found <laughs> that it is yeah. it is informative and educational, and I get something from it. So I'm going to stick. Yeah. I'm going to stick with it.
1: In the first week, I spent way too many hours on. I was addicted to it, and then I you know pulled back a little bit, and now. You know, sometimes I just have an you know, interesting topics on. I'll just be listening in. And if I do have something to say, I'll pop in. But I've, I've, my, my use is evened out and balanced now. But that first week, oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It will suck you up. It can definitely be, it, it can be so distracting if you let it. But then again, mm-hmm. I was like that with Pinterest. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm like that with Discovery Plus on TV. Yeah. So yeah, it's all about, it's all about this. I, I also think,
1: um, I think after so long of us being in the pandemic as well, like, you know, once I started working as a VA and then working by myself, I don't have any co-workers to just debrief with. You know, during the day or go out on a coffee break. So I was conversation starved. So when I got on there, I just could not stop jumping
0: in groups, just because I I just needed that interaction so badly. <laughs> yes, it it really could not have come at a better time than mm, being in the pandemic for sure. So. Tell me what kind of services do you offer uh, your company's Oasis VA?
1: I basic admin support and uh, web design services. I also do like minute taking transcription, but uh, honestly, I <laughs> don't do too much of that. It just doesn't come by the other two of the, the main ones that. What kind of uh, general admin tasks do you find yourself the projects that you find yourself doing? It's just a lot of email management, webinar setups, newsletters, entering, counting into like QuickBooks and things, filing, everything's online now. So honestly, a lot of time consuming
0: tasks that clients don't want to deal with. And that's perfect um, services that you could offer to take that off of their plate. What do you love about being a VA? Because you took that leap, girl, you went from core. I am done with this, nine yeah. to five, and I am going in. So what do you love about being a VA?
1: I So when I was first looking into it, one of the main draw cards for, for me was all of my family's back in Australia. And the nine to five jobs here just don't, Australia offers a lot more holiday time than America does Just on average. So I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to visit my in-law family here during holidays and also be able to make it back to Australia and see my family with the amount of holiday time that, that you get in a normal nine to five. So... I, I have a friend back in Australia who's been, she she started out as a VA and now she's an OBM and has three people who work for her. She was the one who really wow. pushed me to get into it. She's like, it's so flexible. You Like, I know you can do it, just do it. So um, that, that was the main thing I was sort of work, working towards because I thought I just want to have something flexible because, yeah, you know, I don't need to have a full two weeks off. To go back to Australia and see my family, you know, my family will be working as well. Probably they won't take the whole time off to spend right. with me. So I could easily do, you know, a few hours of work each day while visiting them, but still get to have that time with them. Yeah. Obviously, that hasn't really worked out because I haven't been able to travel yet. Right. Well, you... <laughs> but I well. do like I do like the flexibility that I have now. Um, you know, just taking dogs to the vet or doing my shopping and stuff during the week you know not on the busy weekends and no rush to be I've got to be on the clock at this certain time you, obviously we do have to spend hours doing work it's not like some of the adverts you see or people talking about you think they never work right it's definitely hours a <laughs> lot of hours put but into Definitely it. putting in the time <laughs> yes but it's there's no time. um there's no hardware we don't have someone You know, saying like, where are you? And tapping their watch about, you know, where you've been or how long you're spending on something. And and that's been the main thing. I'm in charge of that.
0: There's VAs who work better in the middle of the night or early risers. They're not in a, they're not stuck in that eight to five time frame. So um, that's a huge advantage of being a virtual Mm -hmm. assistant and, you know, have laptop will travel, right? So you could go to the other side of the world literally and still run your business while yeah. seeing your family. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's hu- it's huge, a huge advantage. What advice would you give a virtual assistant just starting out or maybe not even just starting out, just in general, what kind of advice would you give? Make sure
1: you are networking, um, like we've been saying. Yes. If you're just showing up and people are seeing your name, it, that's, that's enough marketing as it is, you know, that just keeping having yourself um, in the forefront of people's minds is a biggie. And it's the easiest one to forget doing, especially if you are going through, you know, like VAs A's like feeding and starving season sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have some months where not much is coming in. Sometimes you're very busy, but you still need to do it when you're busy so that, you know, you can ride out the the lower times absolutely I also would really recommend networking with other VAs Mm -hmm. because like we said you're working by yourself you don't have those other co-workers it should really be uh, like a collaboration not a competition thing yes um I've I've Clubhouse has been a really good place too for me to network with other VAs and it's been great to Compare stories, get advice, work out what the standard is from people who are more experienced than you It can really help you with your business. And also
0: sure. uh, being transparent with your rates. Mm.
1: I would tell say more
0: about- okay, <laughs> tell us more about that.
1: I I see this debated a lot and you know it, it's up to each person. If you don't want to, that's perfectly fine. However you want to run your business is how you want to run your business. I personally think it is a great idea. Especially for me or anyone like me, if, I mean, you hate the salesy idea of marketing yourself and negotiating and pitching. It really helps weed out anyone that's coming to you if you're not in their budget. You know, when they when you get clients inquiring, they know where they know where you stand. Um, there's no surprises. I, I've had a lot of stories of people who get inquiries and then when they get to the price bit, they just get ghosted. So then you've wasted time. Both people, both parties are wasting mm-hmm. time. It just takes takes out that stress. <laughs>
0: I yeah, think the, of bringing the up the price. Were, that's a very smart move, um, and it's not for everybody. It's it some some don't want to do that. And of course, we all yeah. run our business how we want. Um, it also doesn't mean that
1: you can't you know offer package services and and work out a better rate or anything like that. You know, it just gives a ballpark figure. So. You know, when people are coming to you, they just know whereabouts they stand and if they're in the right area.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, what will I invest? what will my investment be? And they have yeah, that range. Yeah. I had a, a new client onboarding uh, a
1: little while ago and it was it was with a partnership. So there's more than there was two people on the call and um, one of them had said she'd been reading all through my website and going through it, which is a great relief to me because, like I said, all the rates are on there, so she already knows what to expect. So we had a really great conversation, and then at the end, um, the other lady said, oh, well, um, are we going to negotiate and decide on the rate now? And I had this moment of panic because I thought they already (laughs) had it, and I was like, oh, no, I wasn't wasn't in the mindset to, like, switch to – the money talk yet. So I just split second of panic. And before I could say anything, um, the other lady jumped in and said, no, no we've seen no website. And, and it's this much not perfect.
0: Don't have to say anything. Don't
1: have to justify <laughs> that <anything>.
0: conversation. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, as we wrap up, Jordan, tell us where we can find you online. Okay. So uh, my website is
1: www.oasisva.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram. My handle is Oasis Virtual Assistant. I've got a nice long one. Okay. (laughs) And then, uh, on Facebook, Sam Oasis Virtual Assistant, and on LinkedIn, Jordan Garifola.
0: Great. I will include all those links in the show notes. And just wrapping up in a pretty bow, uh, talking about networking, it's great to connect uh, with one another on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you like to hang out. So for anybody who's interested, you know, go and hop on and connect um, for sure. Thank you so yeah. much, Jordan, for, for being on the show today. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate
1: it. This was just a really great experience. It's so nice to talk to you.
0: You as well. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find detailed show notes available for you on my website, podsquadproducers.com, where I'll include all the links for what was discussed today. You can have the life you want, and I can help you get there. Let's do something great together.